Hello gorgeous soul and welcome to this epic podcast. This is a place where you are encouraged and you have absolute freaking permission to unapologetically go after all of your dreams, all of your visions, all of your things in your vision board, like everything that your heart desires. I'm your host Angharad, the High Vibe Babe, and I believe that we're all in this life to expand and experience our wildest dreams. If one of us can have it, then we all can. So that is the aim of this podcast. Each week I'll either be going solo or have guests with the aim to inspire, uplift you and give you the tools for you to live your most epic AF life and business possible. You can find me on Instagram with the handle at Babe. Now let's get into today's episode. Hey babes, I'm Harriet here, Hi Vibe Babe. I am so freaking excited today to be announcing a very special guest. This is Inez Bai, a health coach, a mindset mentor and podcast host of the Peaceful Body Podcast. Having struggled for years trying to shrink her body that led her to eating disorders and other mental health issues, Inez eventually realized that her results she desired came from within. This led her to start her mindset and soul exploration. Since then, Inez has been actively breaking away from the diet culture, paving the way for her clients to be empowered and liberated regardless of their body shape. Inez uncovers beliefs that are holding her clients back so that they let go of anxiety and fear and live a life more in flow and peace. Inez offers one-on-one mentoring plus a variety of -of one-of-a-kind programs and courses on body image, mindset, healthy relationships with food and more. I know you're going to enjoy this one. Welcome to the podcast, Inez. Hello, I'm so happy to be here. Yay, thank you for being here. Would you mind introducing everyone to, wait, int- how does that work? Introducing yourself <laughs> to everyone outside the professional bio, like who you are, how you've got here, like what is your story? I love it. Yes, I'll announce who I am. Here I am. <laughs> Here I am, world, ready to see me or ready to listen to me. So my name is Inez Bai. I am an online coach that has my fingers in a few different pies, which I'm sure we'll talk about. But what I'm really passionate about is helping everyone realize that essentially like at a really broad scale, realizing that you don't have to fit into boxes and that you can really live a life like designed on your own terms. It doesn't have to be just what everyone's been telling you. It's really about deciding that you want to do something and getting really clear on that and becoming awake to what you actually want. So that's been something that I've been doing through many different modalities over the past couple of years of my life. I've been working for myself, running my own business since I was about 19. I originally started as a personal trainer. I was super passionate about fitness, health and fitness, which kind of led me down to a bit of an obsessive pathway and led me to having eating disorders and mental health issues. But obviously all of those challenges have shaped me into the person I am today and have really like defined the way that I coach and the way that I um, share my own message, I suppose. And, you know, I moved out of home when I was 19 and I kind of did all of these things very early on when I was young. So I've really learned how to be quite independent and very self-sufficient from um, a pretty young age. Age. And now here I stand at 26 with my own business and kind of like just constantly pivoting. I'm a manifesting generator. So as we were speaking about before we hit record on this podcast as well, I am constantly changing new things, constantly um, taking leaps before I really know what's going to happen because I'm also a sacral authority. And one thing I was reflecting on right before I came on this podcast is like, 
gosh, I wish I knew that earlier because I used to struggle so much with indecision. I really didn't know how to listen to my intuition. I didn't know what to do with all of these like nudges. Like I used to get so many ideas and thoughts and feelings and whatever, but I never, I didn't trust myself. So I didn't listen to them. And I always really sought out external validation or, you know, the advice from my parents or whatever, which is fine to get advice, but I placed all of my self-worth and all of my action and all of my energy on everyone outside of me. And so I just ended up doing a lot of things that I should, which as we know, as a manifesting generator, just leads to you being really exhausted and overwhelmed and all of those things. So that's all to say what I'm really committed to at the moment is constantly listening to my intuition and whether that be through food and exercise, but also with my mindset and relationships and also the way that I run my business. Like for me to try and to explain how I run things can sometimes feel a little bit like it's almost impossible for me to do that because the way that I run things is so intuitive, but it's definitely what I instill with all of my clients so that they also feel empowered to make their own choices. Mm-hmm. God, I love that. And I just, you, we can definitely, just from speaking with you and your business and your, this, the small part of your journey, it's like straight up managing. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> like what a beautiful example of a managing and like just doing so many things but like honestly you get to master so many things too as being a managing which is just like the absolute tits and learning about the shoulds and driving everything intuitively like I'm just just right up my alley of course we all we all know this at this point which is just I'm like I'm here for it love this conversation (laughs) so do you want to tell us I would love 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 to open the can of worms in regards to like because you're the expert in this area in regards like body image and food relationships like just please download all of your epic advice and skills and knowledge and just like the things that you have worked through with your clients and yourself and and just please share your wisdom with us. Mm, Yes. I'm so here for this. This is basically like my life's work. I feel up until this point. And then I'm kind of pivoting a lot at the moment. So we can talk about that too, but relationship with food and body image. I mean, what woman really hasn't dealt with issues around their body or with their food or dieting, exercising for punishment. Like I feel like we have all experienced that or we've heard women around us talking about it. And The sad thing about it is that it really becomes such a normal talking point. And especially, you know, it it started so early for me when I was at school, 14 or 15 years old, we were all talking about how we could get shredded for formal or how we could lose weight or, you know, drinking Coke Zero instead of actually eating. And it was so normal when I grew up with that. And it was so in magazines and everything like that, that I didn't even stop to question, hmm, is this something that actually makes me feel very, very good? It was just something that I did because I thought that was the only way to survive. And we know as humans, that we always want to fit in. We always want to follow the crowd because heaven forbid, if we do something outside of what the crowd is doing, then we are going to be exiled. And, you know, that is the worst thing in the world, especially (laughs) to like our very primitive brains, especially when you're 15 years old and you're not very... um, self-aware or developed. And I have always been a very anxious person or a very like someone that kind of question the questions themselves. And I've always been very like aware of people around me and aware of how I am acting in space. Like I'm not someone that kind of, I do a lot more now, but I remember very vividly as a child, always being very aware of my actions and the way that people were responding with me and how I was talking back to them. So you can imagine if I'm thinking about all of these things at, at at one given point and having no outlet and no kind of way to make myself feel very grounded. It's really stopping me from actually showing up as my authentic self. So I think for me, 
food was a really easy way that I could have some level of control to make sure that my body fit the mold and to kind of give me a way of being like, well, if I, at least if I have this body or if I do this diet or if I exercise this way, then people have to accept me, right? They have to invite me to the parties. I've got to be popular somehow because I didn't know what else to do. I didn't know how else to cope. You know, we're not taught at school how to deal with your emotions or how to even listen to your body or how to have proper communication or whatever life skills that we miss out at school. Mm-hmm. Um, so this kind of really led to me developing an eating disorder essentially. So for those people who like sometimes just going on a diet can be enough depending on like your genetics and your environment and it's a few other factors at play to set you off into an eating disorder and eating disorders is not just anorexia, which is where, you know, you're like, you lose a lot of weight and you're very, very skinny. Eating disorders can be like a multiple different restriction around food or the way that you approach food or warped perceptions in how you eat or how you perceive your body. Binge eating disorder is another one, bulimia. Like there are a lot of different eating disorders. And the reason why I want to share that is because so often we think that an eating disorder is just one really thin person. And certainly that is like a stereotype of eating disorders, but it's so much bigger than that. And I really feel like because we have this like stereotype of what eating disorders looks like, it stops other people who may be struggling with their relationship with food or their relationship with their body from actually recognizing, oh, this is something that I can go and get help for. So Mm -hmm. that's something that I'm really like committed to showing on my own Instagram or my own social media platform so that people feel really empowered to um, get help. But yeah, basically I found myself in a pattern of restriction and binge eating all very much in secret. I never told anyone. I just kind of really felt like I was not coping well. And so therefore to admit to someone that I was like secretly binge eating on the weekends or whatever like that was also like a total crime against being socially accepted. (laughs) So And I kind of mask this with my like obsession with fitness as well, right? Of like, oh, well, it's healthy and I'm doing well during the week and I'll eat healthy. I'll I'll get back on the bandwagon tomorrow and always saying to myself that I would do better next time and I was not good enough the way that I was and really getting stuck in that pattern of getting annoyed at myself or really beating myself up every time I would eat something that wasn't quote unquote good. And then maybe having a few days where I was eating like really, really good or, or whatever it was. Um, and the really warped thing, and I feel like going through this whole eating disorder, I guess, journey, um, now, as I stand here reflecting on it as a 26 year old, you know, I would say that I've been fully recovered for like three or four years, probably three or four years. Yeah. About that. Wow. It's so interesting because when what you believe is really what you see, right? So when I look at photos of me when I was like 20 in the thick of my eating disorder, I'm like so freaking skinny and so like I look tired. I look malnutritioned. I look like tiny, right? But at the time, because I believed so strongly in my head that I was too big or that I wasn't good enough or that I was ugly or that I was fat, that's all that I saw. And I can remember the image of me looking at myself in the mirror and all I could see was something that was wrong with myself. And so that is kind of what set me on this whole catalyst of a mindset journey and knowing really that it starts within ourselves because I tried for so long to get the body that I wanted. And then I thought I would be happy. But eventually I just got to this point where I was so overwhelmed, so tired, so freaking hungry that I was like, this can't be it. Right. And it was tricky as well, because I was also studying at uni as an exercise physiologist. And we do a lot about nutrition and, you know, how to feed yourself right and how to exercise in a way that's really healthy. But 
I knew all of this information and I knew what it meant to eat healthy. I knew what it meant to eat in moderation. I knew that I was meant to, you know, sometimes have chocolate and other times have bananas or whatever moderation and eating balance meant. Like I knew that logically, but for some reason within my body, I couldn't change it. I couldn't take action on those things. It's like, I didn't trust the information that was right there in front of me. And we know that that's because it was I didn't believe it within my body. So it's one thing to like have this intellectual understanding of it in your head and in your mind, but a whole other thing to understand it within your body. So after going through all of these diets, trying all of these exercise plans, getting really tired and burnt out, I was like, right, maybe I'll try another kind of approach. And so then I started working on my beliefs around food and I started asking myself, well, how would I act if I was already in my dream body? You know, how would I eat if I was already happy in the body that I had? How would I dress myself if I was already accepting of my body. And that is a really pivotal moment for me. Like I actually really distinctly remember journaling about this in, um, I live in Sydney. I was actually on a beach in Sydney and I was journaling about it. And it just like, literally my mind exploded. I was like, whoa, like if I already accepted my body, I would, you know, eat, but I wouldn't binge eat. I would still go out for burgers, but I'd probably leave some food on the plate. And it really gave me a new framework for how I would approach food. And it also showed me how to be more intuitive with food as well, because I I always understood that you were meant to listen to your body, but I was trying to put my body into a box of the diets that I had read online or seen in magazines or whatever and thinking like, but this is what I should be eating. And I never actually gave myself space to listen to what my body was actually trying to tell me. So then I went through this whole process of starting to eat intuitively. And something I always talk about with my clients is when you let go of dieting for the first time and you've been dieting, you know, most of my clients have been dieting for like 10 years, like years and years and years on and off. Mm -hmm. And so when you first let go of dieting, you do go through this phase of like a bit of a honeymoon phase where you just eat all of the food in front of you. You're really excited about what you're eating. You're just like, oh my God, food is amazing. And I can't believe I get to eat all of this food. And you have this kind of like insatiable hunger. But my strongest advice is to just ride that wave because eventually if you keep really giving yourself the permission to eat whatever you want, then you'll get to this place where food no longer feels so magical over you because you're getting it all the time, right? And you get to this place where it's much easier to actually listen to your body rather than to eat from fear. You know, that whole idea of like, well, I've got to eat this now because then tomorrow I'm going to be healthy again. That's eating from fear because you're not actually giving yourself permission. But if you really embody the idea of like, well, if I get to eat this food today and the next day and the next day and forevermore, then it becomes much easier to listen to what your body's trying to tell you rather than just eating from a place of fear. So for me, like that journey has been so incredible in so many ways because healing my relationship with food has really been the catalyst to healing so many other areas in my life. And I really use that whole journey as a metaphor for the rest of my life. And it's seeped into my relationship with others, my relationship with money, my relationship to my and mental health, like just going through that journey and really understanding how much power we have in terms of uncovering beliefs and changing them and acting as if has just been incredibly expansive for so many areas of my life. And I always talk about how your relationship with food is really a mirror for the rest of your life. 
Oh, damn, girl. I oh. <laughs> am like mind blown over here. Holy shit. Okay, so a few things. Firstly, the scarcity thing slash eating from fear. I'm like, holy shit, this is the same thing as like with money. Mm. Like, you know, we're afraid to go and get the go and get the weekly hairdressers or go and get the nails or do whatever the fuck it is because money's not going to come back. We're always in a flow of money. I'd never ever like pictured the same thing with like, and I've never also actually heard, heard anyone talk about like, completely ditching the whole diet thing is eating whatever you want for a certain amount of time and then eventually you'll come back to you know to knowing and realizing and trusting that it's not going to disappear like i i like i got into some i i've got definitely been on the diets at a bandwagon all this sort of weird shit my whole life i remember seeing i think i was like 10 or 9 for the first time being like i'm gonna go on a diet i remember standing in front of the cupboard as a child looking and like seeing my mum's duck as she had the night before and I thought it was fucking disgusting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> not that it's related to it at all, but I could just, you know, when you open the pantry and you can smell it. So anytime I smell ducker, it just reminds me of like not being happy with my body. It's a really funny trigger anyway. Mm. Um, but yeah, that whole like, the whole like undieting thing is just like, wow, this is just such a, a mind blowing moment for me where I'm just like, oh, wow. Yeah, of course there's other ways. And of course it's like a, a scarcity fear thing that that's what I was going to say about the habit thing like I remember my husband and I got into a really bad I'm going to speak for myself used to get into like a really bad um pattern where you know you go grocery shopping and mm. because we used to be farming we used to go grocery shopping like every month or every six weeks like it was a really long time because I used to grow a lot of fruit and veggies and stuff so we were like wow. pretty good and had a whole lot of meat so it's just like the basic pantry stuff and all the other things you know um but I that week within that first week I would have eaten all of the fucking treat food all of the Mm. the chocolate biscuits all of the chocolate all of the whatever the things I bought for the whole six weeks I didn't eat all for in the first week because I'm like I don't want my husband to eat it or I don't want it to disappear or I don't want to like do you know what I mean it's like this whole like I have to eat it now because it's going to disappear so the whole fear of it disappearing thing is like legit I'm like yeah that is literally fucking it (laughs) Yeah, totally. And I like literally run a course called Abundance, which is about that exactly what we're talking about with like your relationship with money is the same as your relationship with food. Because if you really like, if you it's with money, right? If you're like, if you know that money's coming back to you all the time and you know that there's always enough, it's Mm -hmm. less of this rush to either spend it or to save it. Like you're able to sit in the middle so much more. And that's the same with food of like, if you know that you could. And the thing is, is that food is like, so accessible to us, which can be a bit of a catch 22, but like so often we think if I go out for this burger and chips, this is my only moment to do it. Like this, I've got to eat it all and I'm never going to go back and get it again. But it's so not true. It's just a belief in a box that we put ourselves in. Like you could literally go back the next morning for the burger and chips if you really wanted to, but it's just you giving yourself the permission. It's the same thing with money of like, you can go and get your, like go and buy whatever it is that you want. You don't have to buy it all in that one moment and then think, oh, well, I'll wait till my next paycheck or whatever it is. Like, that's why I always say like your relationship with food is such a mirror for so many areas in your life. And a lot of the time I hear people say like, but if I do give myself like permission to eat whatever I want, then like, won't I just always eat like, you know, treat foods or pizza or like, I don't know, whatever foods that you feel like you would binge on. And it's like, well, yeah, but I, and I assume like in the first week of you eating all of those treat foods, after that, you probably felt like, okay, I really want to eat like some vegetables or home cooked meal or, you know what I mean? Like you kind of get sick of it, but we, we keep ourselves stuck in the cycle by eating the treat foods and then beating ourselves up about it and trying to compensate for it afterwards. So my biggest thing is firstly, whenever you go for like a weekend away, for example, and you eat lots of food out and it's like fried food or, you know, it's just not home cooked 
food. Whenever you come back from that weekend away, you always feel like vegetables again. You always feel like fresh food. You always feel like eating a little bit lighter, right? That happens really, really naturally. And if you beat yourself up every time you eat something that's a little bit heavier or when you feel a bit fuller, you're signaling to your body that it's like going back into that restriction again. You're signaling to your body that every single time you eat something bad, you have to make up for it, which is just not true, but you keep yourself stuck in that scarcity pattern. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're 100% correct. Yeah, literally. I, I, like, I've heard of all these pieces separately, but I've never heard, you know, like when you're just like, oh my God, it's so mind-blowing. Of course, it's all fucking put together and just like, what? Holy shit. Um, <laughs> yes. I feel like for me, it's something that I have seen within my own life. And I guess it's like such a, like what I was saying right at the start, like being able to link all of those things together is something that I feel like is a little super power of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that's quite many gen, right? Kind of like filling in the gaps and seeing things where you don't normally see them. Yes. Legit. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, you guys. Yeah. I mean, wow. How perfect is that that you can master all the areas and then bring it all together and then teach people about your shortcuts. Like that is literally like, the best business model ever for a many gen. So yes, here for it. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both. I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> Definitely obsessed. So you mentioned a little bit earlier, and we were talking about it before as well, about your anxiety. So do you want to speak a little bit about your journey with anxiety and how this is related to into your whole story and into everything you've accomplished and achieved even now as well? Oh, yes, I would love to. Okay. My journey with anxiety. Wow. I Like I've said, I've pretty much been anxious my entire life, but it really wasn't until maybe 18 months ago that I realized it was anxiety. Like I just thought I wasn't coping well. I thought I was being too dramatic or I thought I wasn't being grateful or, you know, all of these stories that we have in our head. And I kind of just had this default of firstly, it presented in dieting of like, well, I'll just diet and then I'll feel better. Right. We can really romanticize hitting goals and obviously reaching goals is incredible and accomplishing things feels amazing. Being successful. Yes, it's good. Right. But I was really placing all of my self-worth and romanticizing okay, well, once I get this dream body, then I will never feel anxious anymore. Like my dream body will somehow solve it is what I thought in my head. And I, we do this all the time. Like, oh, if I hit this income goal, then I will never yeah. be anxious again. If I have this lover, then I'll never be anxious again. And so for a long time, I disregarded those feelings that I had because I thought it was just because I wasn't at my dream body yet. And so what happened is when I healed my relationship with food and I wasn't binge eating anymore and I really don't, like I emotionally eat maybe like, hardly ever now. Right. I really just, I love food, but I don't think about it that often. I'm, I'm just chill and I'm intuitive and I listen to my body. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so because I didn't have that vice of food anymore. And I also didn't have this kind of like goal of like, I'll only be happy when, like I really stripped myself away from that and it felt really good. But then I was hit with this like wave of emotions that I had obviously been like hiding behind with this food and body issues. And it really hit me hard. I can remember it so distinctly. And I just remember like messaging my friends and being like, I just really, I started to feel really tired, really blocked. I felt like nothing was working. I felt like I was doing these huge days of work. Like I felt like I was waking up at eight o'clock and finishing work at like, 7 p.m. working all day, but not getting anywhere, getting really overwhelmed, really small things would happen to me. Like I would, I don't know, accidentally spill a cup of water and I'd have like a meltdown about it for the rest of the day. Or, you know, if my parents said something to me that I didn't really like, 
that came off the wrong way. I would have these huge like arguments with them or I just found it really hard to like communicate. And I was just like really stressed out all the time. And one of my friends actually said to me like, Hey, like, you know, very kindly, Hey, like maybe you should go see my psychologist. And I was like, Oh, do you think so? Like, I didn't really like register that there was like, like I knew that there was something wrong with me, but again, I was kind of just like, I'm just not coping well. Mm. And so she recommended that I go and see her psychologist. And I remember like when I went to go see the psychologist, she just looked at me and she was like, you're really anxious, but it's okay. Cause there's something that we can do about it. And I literally was like, Oh, <laughs> I just didn't know. Cause I didn't, I'd never kind of spoken or opened up to anyone about it before. Um, and I was meditating and doing all of the things and trying to manage everything. And, you know, I was trying to do all the right things, but I think this is where having a psychologist or a coach is, which is what I invested in also later on is so helpful because you can only do so much by yourself. You can only really lead yourself to where you have been. So how am I meant to know how Mm -hmm. to heal my anxiety if I don't even recognize that that's a pattern that I'm caught into? Mm -hmm. So I started working with this psychologist and then I also hired a mindset mentor, which honestly just changed my life. So this was only like a year ago, right? And that just like changed my entire life. I started to be able to rest again. I started to sleep better. I started to be more creative. I started to have better relationships, be able to communicate more. All of these really incredible things that just like, yeah, totally changed my life. And it's something that I think for me, I'll always be more on the anxious side in in the sense that like sometimes if left unmanaged or I'm really busy or I'm really overwhelmed, I can very quickly jump to the worst possible conclusions. Like that's where my anxiety flares up. Like I'm like, oh my God, this person hates me or something bad's going to happen or I'm going to get a huge bill or whatever it is. But now what I'm really good at doing is recognizing, oh, that's a belief. Do I want to believe that? You know, do I actually want to give energy to that and bringing myself back down to earth, back down to what is actually real? Like what are the true facts in this moment? And I'm in this point where I'm like so much more self-aware and so much more, I don't know, I guess just like grounded would be the word for me. And it feels so amazing to just be able to walk through this world, not feeling so tense and anxious about every single thing that's going to be happening. And so for me, where I really see how that's played out in terms of my clients is like, especially this year with, you know, the whole pandemic hitting and everyone like having to completely flip over their lives into a way that we never have before. I found a lot of my clients, then their issues with food and body really naturally melted away because they were like, whoa, this isn't actually that important when I'm like losing my job or I have to move back home or I have to figure out visa or whatever thing was stressing them out. And very organically and very quickly, my business just pivoted into this mindset and I was already doing a lot of mindset work, as you can imagine, with your beliefs around food and body image and that kind of thing. Um, but very quickly, everyone just wanted help to manage like the uncertainty and their own anxiety and how they can like make sure that they cope with all of this change the best way possible. And so again, it was one of those things where like logically everyone knows that we should take care of ourselves or we should have a self-care routine or we need to prioritize ourselves or whatever it is, but how do we actually embody that? And so that's where I've always found my skill is and like being able to see, okay, this is, this is what you know, but here is how you can actually really integrate it into your own life. And that's really been the missing link between what I find, like, cause obviously I've worked with a psychologist and a therapist and then working with a mindset coach really was the missing link. So the way that I always describe my coaching is like that glue between what you know and how to actually be able to believe that it's for you as well. And to be able to really implement it as a part of your life. Mm -hmm. 
God, I love this so much. I'm digging this conversation so significantly. I would love to know, like, where is your business heading then? Because I'm all about the pivots. I'm all about the rebrands and like, here to change. Like, obviously, it's manifested many genes. Like, we're changing our businesses quite significantly, quite frequently. So, <laughs> where what where where is your business heading? Like, what is Sacred really drawing you to? Like, what's the big things, little things? Like, where where is it drawing you to? Mm, good question. So um, obviously this year we have had, you know, gym closures and everyone's just like so different in the way that they're approaching health and fitness. And mm-hmm. so I feel like really naturally, I just, like I was saying, I had a lot of my clients who were doing fitness coaching kind of come out of my life. And I had a lot more clients come into my life that were like, I just need help with, um, you know, learning what my intuition is or knowing how to make better decisions or communicate more. And I'm especially interested in um, having better relationships at, at the moment, which is something I haven't spoken about yet, but this year as well, I've been going through so much in terms of having more secure attachments. So if you know the attachment theory, that's something that I've been obsessively researching this year as well and really helping people to feel more secure in their relationships. Because obviously you can imagine that if you're anxious in relationships, that can make you turn up as a totally different person than what you actually truly are on the inside because you don't feel safe to do so. Um, So that's been a huge part of my business over the past year, especially I work with a lot of women that are either, you know, dating and they want to make sure that they call in someone. And I wouldn't call myself like a dating coach specifically, but at all, but it's more just like, how do you show up authentically? And -hmm. instead of going out to find someone being yourself so much so that people become drawn to you. That's been something I've been working on a lot behind the scenes with my one-on-one clients. But then in terms of like group coaching or the programs that I've been offering and that I look to offer in the future, it's really about like what I said, being able to uncover beliefs that are holding you back. And the really tricky thing, and I talk about this all the time on my podcast as well, and you'll know this as well, Angrad, that beliefs are not that you don't walk around thinking, I believe this about myself or like, I believe that I am anxious or I believe that I, you know, can't have this good relationship or whatever it is. You literally just think that in your head. Right. And so Mm -hmm. to try and uncover that by yourself is really difficult. Like I would say it's almost impossible because it's so deep in your subconscious. So what I'm really passionate about is helping individuals really to uncover those beliefs and then rewrite their own beliefs so that they can stop living on autopilot and just assuming that everything that they have or everything that they think is true and let go of things that don't serve them anymore, let go of past traumas and really take their mental health seriously, take their mindset seriously. Because when you do, you can create so much more. Like you don't have to feel unsatisfied all the time. You don't have to do things just because that's what you're meant to be doing. You can do, you can honestly do anything that you want to do. Um, so that's really where I'm looking to move forwards and, and really letting people know that like, you don't have to be stuck in an anxious spiral all the time, because I know when you're anxious and even more so I'd say when you're depressed, it feels like it's never going to end, but it totally will. And there are totally tools that you can take into your own hands that you can let go and move forwards and, and then have a much deeper self-awareness. So hopefully that kind of answers your question. Yeah. I love that. And, and I love that you touched on the depression thing too, because like for me with my experience, I've only had anxiety with depression. I've never had anxiety without it. So um, mm. for me, it's like this whole wrapped up in one thing. And I, I even remember the extent where the beginning of this year, 2020, I started to feel some anxiety 
and you know how you like attach identities and attach like this means this to your feelings mm. yeah well I started feeling some anxiety and I was like oh my god this means I'm depressed oh my god this means my life is fucked oh my god my business is gonna fall over oh my god this is all just like it was just like a big shit ball for like <laughs> half an hour mm. and then I was like oh wait hold on I'm hurt and then I obviously messaged my mentor and my coach like honestly all the things obviously have the support and it was a beautiful thing to to then go and do which then I realized as soon as I started talking about it like this is just a memory of the past this is just mm. it doesn't mean that I'm completely relapsing and I'm, and I'm whatever not that it would be a relapse anyway but like it's you know when we feel us the thing I've I've learned a lot about emotional intelligence over the last couple of years and have really integrated into my life and like you know just because we're feeling a feeling it doesn't mean anything about us <laughs> and mm. I think that is when like for me I would go and emotional eat or I would then go and lash out at someone or I wouldn't then go and like want to watch Netflix the next three days or whatever it is just because I had this a trigger attached to an emotion yeah yeah I mean and that's the thing like firstly so often especially as women we feel like we need to be dealing with those emotions on our own instead of having the support around us like I talk to women every single day and they're like I don't know like what how I used to be I'm just not coping but I'll, I'll figure it out I'll do it on my own and it's like mm-hmm. it you make it so much harder for yourself like there is absolutely like having support does not mean that you're like taking the easy route at all it actually takes a lot of courage and respect for yourself to have the right support so that when something does come up or when you do have a breakdown or a trigger you can lean on that support rather than waiting for things to get worse or to go really bad or something like that Mm. um and then secondly like getting to know your emotions and being able to be like okay this i'm experiencing anxiety like just because i'm having this right now it doesn't mean anything like i love that as well Mm. and being able to really like that whole emotional intelligence piece is being able to decide okay well if i'm experiencing anxiety is that something that i want to give attention to is there something potentially there that i actually do need to look at like especially as a manny jen it's like okay well what am i doing right now that doesn't light me up because that's normally when i start to feel really anxious or you know frustrated it's normally coming because i'm saying yes to something that doesn't really serve me anymore so sometimes it's there for a reason but other times it's not and it's just about not letting it take away your power and knowing that you know you can be anxious but you can still be successful you can be frustrated but still be like a grateful about something like multiple mm-hmm. realities truly can exist at one time Mm-hmm. God, I love that. And I, I really speak to it being a parallel for this year. I moved through some like the biggest, deepest, darkest nights of the soul this year, like in the middle of this year, when I was hitting my hundred, like huge, huge milestones within mm-hmm. my business. So I like nearly hundred K months and like multiple six, hitting six figures and multiple six figures. This was amongst dealing with like sexual trauma and anxiety mm-hmm. and emotional eating and like real deep shit. It doesn't like, and what I learned through that time and what I always talk about now, like in my group project, because my clients is that just because you're feeling emotions that feel bad right that emotions aren't bad they some of them just feel bad <laughs> just because we're experiencing those it doesn't mean that we aren't worthy it doesn't mean that we can't multiple at the same time be having like massive results within our lives and within our businesses because they they can exist all at the same time it's only a story it's only a belief that everything has to be perfect for it to be going well Mm, that is so freaking true like it just it never works out the way that we expect right never ever ever so it's just like let go of making it mean something about how it's going to flesh out in your life and just allow what's meant to happen happen because it's going to unfold like 
it's, I always have to remind myself, like things are going to unfold the way that they're meant to. You can either resist it and get really stressed about things, or you can just follow that sacral um, feeling. And just like, especially for me, like really learning that, like, I don't need to know exactly how the pathway is going to look. God, that's been so freeing, but it also is still like a, such a leap of faith as well. But, but I'm so inspired by you constantly. Like it's so cool to hear behind the scenes and like, so impressed to hear everything that you've moved through and also experiencing all of this success. Like oh, you're such an inspiration. <laughs> thank you so much and i'm literally about to just drop all the love on youtube because like this has been the most epic conversation and i just like so many mind-blowing moments but also like just so fucking here for all of this for the support for the work you're doing in the world for who you are and like normalizing mental health and getting fucking support and that anxiety is just a feeling but we can utilize skills and reach out and do things like honestly just everything that you do i'm just like fuck yes the world needs this so much so i honestly just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for like doing this work and for being here and sharing yourself and can you please share um how people can get in contact with you on the socials and all the places people can come and find out more about you and, and come and connect with you more Thank you so much for those kind words. I so appreciate that. And yes, I am all over Instagram. So Inez Bai is my handle. Um, I also have a podcast called The Peaceful Body Podcast. Um, where else am I? That's pretty much it. I think I'm, yeah, I think that's all I'm, I'm at. But come and hang out with me on Instagram and you'll find out all of the details there. Mm-hmm. Love the gram. It's my favorite place. Yeah, me too, right? <laughs> Yeah. If you have enjoyed this episode, we would love for you to take a screenshot and tag us both. Um, We'll have the show notes and the the links to the places in the bio and stuff for you to go and follow and um, tag us both. But I want to thank you for being here and thank you for listening, everyone. And I hope you have a really lovely rest of your day, everyone. Bye. If you have enjoyed this episode, I would adore if you would screenshot it, chuck it up on your stories with your favorite takeaway moment, and tag me at Hi by Babe on Instagram so that more people can see this and get this content and get this message out there to really shape and change and impact other people's lives. Do you desire to be around more high vibe women who really get you, who encourage you, who like support you no matter what? Yeah, well, guess what? I have a place that you belong. It is called High Vibe Babes Community. It is a free Facebook group and I would love to have you in there. There are so many free trainings and epicness in this group, so please get your booty in there. It would mean the world if you would subscribe to this podcast, do the reviews, the rating, the stars, all of the things. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. I cannot wait to chat with you on the next episode. I'm sending you all of the vibes and all of the love. Over and out from Unheard, the High Vibe Babe.